Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Well, that Super Bowl was something. Something that was on TV and something that happened. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. So the Super Bowl happened, and that's good. I don't quite know how to unpack all of it and how I actually feel about the outcome and the storylines and the officiating and anything that really surrounded the game, but we do know for a fact that the Super Bowl happened yesterday and the L.A. Rams are the champions. Ken Levick alive Monday here on ESPN 106.3. Post-Super Bowl Monday, the easiest damn sports talk radio day of the year. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. You see his smiling face. Uh, he is in his typical Monday spot. Stone the Banowitz, Friday night lights running things until 2 o'clock here in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach. Uh, Phillips Point Towers right off of the sunny yet cold intracoastal. Uh, Stone, let's go ahead and put uh, class in session here, okay? Uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's use an old school school bell here because we are giving grades. It is report card time. It is the first annual Ken Levick Alive Super Bowl report card. There it is. All right, class is in session. And unlike when I was in school, and I dreaded any time there was a progress report or a report card being sent home, we don't have to fear anything. We're the ones delivering the grades today, and we have several categories we're grading here at the Super Bowl. But let's start with the game itself. So the Rams are world champions. The L.A. Rams are the champions of football, And they did it, I think, in, if this is possible, one of the more thrilling but also largely boring ways possible. Did this come down to the final couple of minutes? Yeah. Was everything from about two minutes until halftime through two minutes left to go in the game kind of mind-numbingly slow? Yeah. The Super Bowl just kind of happened. It was a sneaky, close game. But overall, what were the memorable moments from this game? Because to me, the most memorable moment are the Bengals using their backup running back on a third and short near midfield on a final possession. And that's it. A boneheaded play call like that. And that to me, and maybe the Odell Beckham injury. Those are the two things that when I woke up this morning, I'm like, ah, there's my Super Bowl memories. Well, one thing that I thought about that I hadn't seen a lot of people talking about was when Jamar Chase kind of ran out of bounds like five yards short as if they were running out of time. It was like 90 seconds still left, it felt like. I'm like, you're Jamar Chase. And you have two timeouts, bro. Yeah, like, you're Jamar Chase. Like, if he would have cut back inside, he might have scored a touchdown with the way this guy has been playing this year. I don't know, man. It's uh, You're right that it did happen, and it was a Super Bowl. (laughs) And We saw it. (laughs) I thought there were some good moments, though, for real, in the game, like, uh, especially, especially when they revealed the curtains back and 
50 Cent was upside down? Like, yeah. I didn't know he was going to be We're going to get to that. We're going to get to a <laughs> yeah. bloated 50 Cent, who was more like $5 on uh, oh, yeah. during the halftime show last night. We're going to talk about him because uh, he's got to be close to three bills at this point, <laughs> like legit three bills. Yeah. Uh, but, th- like, the game itself, uh. it was it, it was. Fine. I think that I started to, and what really did change the game is when Odell Beckham got hurt because that was one less weapon that the Rams could go to, that Stafford could go to, and then he tried forcing things. They couldn't run the ball all night. And then finally, at the worst possible moment for the Bengals, they forgot about Cooper Cup over and over and over again. And the officials decided they wanted to start throwing flags for the first time all night on the Rams' final possession of the game. But, uh, I mean, it just it lacked star power because of injuries, star influence because of injuries. Joe Burrow was running for his life the vast majority of the night. For me, if I were going to grade this game, and again, this is one of the closer Super Bowls that we've ever seen. But if I was to grade the game just quality of play and big plays and big moments... I'm probably giving it a C minus. Mm. Like the game was kind of there and things happened, but there was a big stretch from like midway point of the second quarter almost all the way through the fourth quarter where there was not a ton of action other than quarterbacks hitting the ground or passes being thrown out of bounds. Well, in the aftermath of it, even though it was a close Rams victory, I do feel good about my Rams prediction of like I think the Rams would have kind of won by a very wide margin had OBJ not gone down. Mm -hmm. He was not only, like, I guess he had two two catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. That third play right there, if Matthew Stafford doesn't underthrow him, um, he catches that ball and probably picks up another 10 yards. He might have gone well over 120 yards and a couple of scores, Mm. and the Rams might have really put some damage on the Bengals. I I don't think – I mean, he was wide open. Yeah. Would have made Drake some more money he would have, yeah. if he needed it. <laughs> he could have padded Drake's pocket yeah, some man. more. Yeah, yeah, Drake absolutely needed uh, more of a payday courtesy of Odell Beckham. Like, I give it a C-minus overall. Again, like, the quality of play wasn't great, and we got the game MVP wrong. I yeah. love Cooper Cup. I love Cooper Cup. And for all of those people that were hyperventilating, oh, oh God, oh, oh, who, oh, who, who gave Cooper Cup the one MVP vote? Because uh, I, I heard, oh, we've got to be totally transparent. Know who voted for who <laughs> after we saw the final MVP voting totals. And Aaron Rodgers was in the unanimous MVP. Tom Brady got his 10 votes. But who, who would vote for Cooper Cup? Well, you saw last night why I thought that that reaction was absurd and why Cooper Cup at the very least deserved an MVP yeah. vote. Because it's not even close He's far and away the best receiver in the league. We love Jamar Chase, okay? We love Odell Beckham. I love Justin Jefferson, all those guys. But Cooper Cup is the most sure-handed, the best route-running, the most impactful wide receiver, and maybe skill position player in football. It was not crazy for him to get an MVP vote. I, I will say he had the most – I still think Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. I okay, think sure, the, the sure. difference between the Rams and – and the Packers is the Packers have a run, not just a run game, but a very potent run game. Whereas we saw last night, the Rams at times this season could not run the ball, and all they had was Cooper Cup. They in a our season's over if we don't convert this situation on a fourth and one. Needed to use Cooper Cup on yeah. the ground to get the first That's down. Pathetic. That tells you all you need to know about that ground game. And I mean the Bengals whipped them. I think a big part too, and 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 you got to give. 
credit to Cooper Cup. He does, he went out there and he earned it. And without him, the Rams have no shot. They suck. But a big part of Cooper Cup's one MVP vote and his you know Super Bowl MVP is Robert Woods goes down. There's an absence of a run game in L.A. and Odell Beckham Jr. goes mm-hmm. down in the Super Bowl. If Odell plays, he pro- like Matthew Stafford might end up getting the MVP because he's going to throw a couple to o- OBJ, a couple yeah. to Cooper Cup. I think a lot of that had to do with he's last man standing on that offense. But you can't. I wouldn't say that to take credit away from him. I mean, he went out there and he proved it. Yeah, I just it, there there was so much hyperventilating over Aaron Rodgers, who by the way was dressed like Curious uh. George's owner. I don't know what he was trying to do with that. Uh, but but again, <laughs> like a one MVP vote, we can we can after seeing what Cooper Cup did last night, we can all chill. We can all chill. But the the fact remains that the wrong guy got MVP. Because Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald is the one, while the Rams were trying to figure themselves out with Cooper Cup as their only viable receiving option in a game where uh, the the Rams could not run the ball, Aaron Donald absolutely dominated not one series, not one five-minute span, not one quarter, but the entire second half. Yeah. Aaron Donald put together one of the single greatest defensive performances we've ever seen in this game. He was in Joe Burrow's face, at his ribs, at his ankles the entire second half. And, oh, yeah, by the way, made the final two plays to clinch a championship for the Rams. Aaron Donald should have been the MVP unequivocally last night. I know it should have been Joe Mixon running the ball, but the fact that Aaron Donald, who was getting blocked, reached yeah. one arm out and grabbed some Isaiah P. P. Ryan, yeah. like, with he, he might have he Drags didn't move an inch. No. Like he put his arm out and Smiley JP Ryan stopped in his place. As if God himself said, "Stop!" Yeah. <laughs> like uh, I, I, but I, I do not know why why Mixon's not in the game. Like what are you doing? That's I mean, weird. the play call's bad enough. You need a yard. You, you need, need a yard. One yard. Go get who cares? Go 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 get your guy. Like go get your your number one. Yeah. Get the job done if you're gonna do a boneheaded run play like that. And he was good all night, Mixon. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah. For sure. As ineffective as the Rams run game was, the Bengals, that was truly the only thing they really had going most of the night is they could run the ball. But I give the game a C-. Because, again, we got the MVP run. Yeah. And there weren't a ton of impactful plays. There were a lot of misses on offense. Matt Stafford, including, pointing to his receiver in the end zone, telegraphing where he's going to throw <laughs> the ball in the second quarter, getting it picked off. But then, right after that play, uh, you have the pride of the University of Florida, Vernon Hargraves, <laughs> injured Vernon Hargraves, running from the sideline into the end zone in street clothes to pick up a 15-yard penalty half the distance to the goal line and making sure the Bengals aren't going to score anything before halftime, like a dope. Wow. So you could come out and celebrate. It's stupid. Stupid. C minus. Who who on the side? Aren't there supposed to be guys? Stone, help us out with this. There's supposed to be guys on the sideline, right? That stop that from happening. How did he yeah. get past all of the guys right. that were supposed to stop that he's, from happening? There's got to be multiple get back guys yeah. there, right? I mean, not for Vernon Hargraves. He's on the loose. He's on the loose. He's on the loose. He's quick. He's, he's unaccounted for. He's unaccounted for. He came from nowhere. He came from the Gatorade cooler. Who knows? Uh, man, I, I mean, that was just so dumb. So, again, like, but those are the things we remember. The Odell Beckham injury, Vernon Hargrave's dopey ass coming out into the end zone to celebrate in in sweats. Uh, uh, the fact that the Bengals made a terrible play call and used the wrong running back with their season on the line. Uh, I, for, and, again, we got the MVP wrong. So, I'm going to give the game a C-. minus. The actual game gets a C-. minus. I think to I would give the game personally. I'll give it a B though. You're I giving it a B a, because You're generous. I wish you were my teacher. <laughs> Ken's mad. Yeah. The re, the reason I'll give it a B is I think part of the reason why we're so cru- critical of this Super Bowl 
is because these playoffs have been like unprecedentedly good. Like these playoffs mm. have set the watermark so high. So you think I'm affected by what I saw previously in this be. postseason? Like I'm just numb to mundane football now, even if it's it's close because of the wildness that I saw earlier in the postseason. It, it has to affect your vision here because at the end of the day, we got a game where we had a game-winning touchdown, a game-saving or clinching play with Aaron Donald. We had the stars shining bright in the biggest moments. I think the right team won, even right. though, even though, uh, uh, you know. The Rams did all they could do to keep the Bengals in the game, and the refs helped out too with the T. Higgins play, which I'm sure we'll get to. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, the right team won. Uh, it was a close game. It had its theatrics. The Rams had to make a comeback drive, so Matthew Stafford had to earn it without his second-best receiver on the field. It, it delivered. You know, like I still left feeling satisfied. Stone. B. He is, Theo is a generous grader. I loved it. I wish I had him in econ my senior year of high school. Uh, Even I couldn't have helped you with that. (laughs) No, that was a tear. So I I don't know why I took econ my senior year of high school. I can't do math. I don't understand finances. I still don't. That was the worst decision I've ever made is taking econ in my senior year of high school. That was my fault. Yeah. That D was my fault. It ruined an honor roll bid. Because I decided to take econ when I could have taken home ec. I could have baked a cookie and gotten an A. I've never heard of being called a, a honor roll bid. Is that you're so sportsy? Like <laughs> I was on the I, I was on the path. I was on the path, and I I, I missed a couple field goals and derailed, derailed myself. And yeah. no no honor roll for this guy. Yeah, you got to give it to mixing on third and short, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and home ec cookies were my mixing, and I yeah. blew it. I blew it. I decided to go P Ryan with econ. Uh, Stone, how are you grading the Super Bowl? The game? I guess I'm uh, I'm pretty. Pretty generous because I went A minus. I thought it, it really had everything besides the seven straight punts from the third and fourth quarter transition. I thought it really had everything. I think what not a lot of people are talking about is Evan McPherson almost had his opportunity to take this game to overtime and, and keep these string of playoff games crazy. So they were right there. I mean, three plays, they got to the 50 yard line and everyone was like, okay, I mean, Evan McPherson's yep. warming up. They're showing him yep. on the camera and stuff. And I was like, all right, here we go. Like, we got ourselves a game. But you forget about it because seven straight punts in that third and fourth quarter was kind of lackadaisical. But the Rams' defense was there, 3 of 14 on third down for Cincinnati. So, like, the star power was showing out. Jalen Ramsey was doing all he could. You know they were going to attack him, and it's tough when you're on an island by yourself. They're like, hey, we're going to play zone over here. You're by yourself, Jalen. You know, do your best, buddy. So, I mean, I thought, you know, the stars showed out for the most part. I, I gave it an A-. minus. I see. For me, like, the Bengals' biggest play was completely marred by a missed offensive pass interference or an offensive face mask or an illegal offensive hands to the face, whatever you wanted to call it. I mean, it probably should have been a 15-yard penalty. It was a personal foul. Forget offensive P.I. Like That was was like a a face mask, like 15 yards, like full-fledged. So that... The Bengals made a big play right out of halftime, but again, it was because the officials blew it. Yeah. I mean, just absolutely blew it. That stuff happens fast. Really fast. Yeah, but we, that we, was like, nah, come on. You're paid good money to officiate a Super Bowl, yeah. and you have all this on the line, bonuses and legacies, and you can't see that he had a full grip of the face mask and he's ripping him to the ground? So are you saying you're not a fan of the swallow the whistles in big games like this? Because, I mean, I think so. They're fighting. They're duking it out out there. That's so not, what? That's, that's, I mean, it was bad, but we got it in <laughs> slow-mo. All the millions of viewers got it in what? slow-mo. No, no, no. No! We saw it in real time. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Ramsey I didn't see it in real time. to the ground. What, you thought he tripped? I thought he tripped. 
Well, a ref on the ground in yeah. front of that should have Listen, saw that his face mask turned I'm all the way Wait, 180 degrees. So Stone says A, A minus on the game. Theo's going B, and I'm going D minus on the actual game. How do you grade it? Class is in session, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us, at KLV1063 on Twitter, at KLV1063. Again, 888-760-3776, 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six is the number. Yeah, that 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 no call was completely unacceptable, and I fear I fear that the uh, the the defensive holding that was called that set up the Rams inside the ten on what would eventually be the game winning drive was a long term makeup call for yeah. the Bengals being gifted. A touchdown because there was very little there, very little contact with Cooper Cup and flag when nothing had been thrown all night long, including Jalen Ramsey getting his face mask ripped to the ground as he went tumbling. I mean, after that touchdown, you could tell how obvious it was in real time, Stone, because not even the Bengals were celebrating. They all looked confused yeah. about what was going on, like the other shoe was going to drop. Everybody's looking at the scoreboard because nobody believed that Jalen Ramsey just flung himself and rolled, gator rolled to the turf. He got escorted there in a very violent manner. Uh, so it, things were just clunky. The whole seemed, the whole thing seemed clunky. And despite the fact it was coming down to a close game, I mean, you were watching the broadcast on NBC. Nothing felt overly dramatic. There wasn't an overly dramatic feel to anything. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I think it could have been more so if the, the problem was we all assumed, especially after the first couple of plays of that Bengals drive when they had a chance to go tie it up or win it, we all assumed once they got to about the 50, when they were in that situation, uh, first and 10, in position, we thought that they would go and at least hit a field goal. So, like, the dramatics were kind of playing up, but we thought, like, okay, we've got more to come. Mm-hmm. And then it ended just so quick, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Nobody thought – when it was third and one, it's like, okay, they're getting another first down and getting field goal range. Nobody thought it would be – Handoff. Handoff. Aaron Donald says no. With the backup. Yeah. And then he, and then he blows by Quentin Spain, who who uh, who spent a lot of time on Twitter trying to defend himself after <laughs> yeah, letting sure Aaron – sure did. Donald. Bro, tweet through it. Tweet through it, Quentin. <laughs> tweet tweet through, through it, man. Just tweet through it. Quentin Spain, if you're somewhere out there listening, I, I feel bad for this guy because yeah. I know it's bad for you when right after a Super Bowl loss, you you got beat on the last play of the uh-huh. Super Bowl, and you went straight for the phone straight once you got to the, the locker phone. room. Crying in the club. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Tweet, tweeting and crying in the club, literally. He's, tears are running down his face as he tweets and he's the tweet, locker room. And he's tweeting at Jeffrey Simmons who dominated him yeah. in the, uh, what was that, the divisional round. Yeah. Yeah. And he's tweeting at him as if they didn't give up nine sacks in this, that game. Right, exactly. Seven sacks in this game. Yeah. Joe Burrow got sacked 19 times in the postseason. That was the worst performance. Quinn, just take your L. Yeah, just, just go You quietly. got to the Super Bowl. Take your L. Shut off the phone for a few days. Go yeah. to Aruba. And then we can handle it in a couple of weeks, okay? <laughs> we, we have to figure out what's up with Joe Burrow's knee. That didn't look pretty either, and I haven't seen much on it. No, but I, I, it was his opposite knee from the one that had to get reconstructed. He came back out. Uh, it definitely did not look good. You're right. And uh, what I'm more concerned about is OBJ coming back from that knee. Like that, that was really frustrating because yeah. I really enjoyed seeing him ball out. But I'm with you, Theo. If he doesn't get hurt, I think that we're in for a long night. Oof. With not a lot of drama. It, was it would have been a track meet. Yeah. It would have been a track meet. Like, OBJ was going to be open all night, and all then you can't night. shift the cover or coverage over. No. I mean, Stone, you're a QB. You know what that does. Absolutely. 
they shifted the coverage all the way over to Cooper Cup, and yeah. that kept them quiet for a while until Stafford said, "You know what? I, I'm just going to throw it to him anyways." Yeah. Well, it, it took him. It took them two quarters to yeah. figure that out. And uh, I mean, Matthew Stafford, that no look throw on nice. third and long, disgusting, was disgusting, and putting it on a dime. Matt Stafford wasn't great last night. Well, 283 on 40 attempts, yeah. it's not great. It wasn't good. It's not great, but man, that was a baller throw. And that back shoulder throw to Cooper Cup in the end zone, you knew when you saw Eli Apple over there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Looking like food. I'm gonna look- <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that was so predictable. Just getting beat down over and over and over and over again. <laughs> Over and over and over again. He's man. also on Twitter right now. Oh, on, so. no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Uh, so I give the game a D minus. I was just sort of eh. C minus, I, I thought. You oh, gave oh, it a C minus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I'm even being more it's severe. Worse now. Worse I know. The more I talk through it, the the, 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 the more angry I get about it. No, C minus. Okay. C minus. I give it a C minus because you're. it would have been a D minus if Cooper Cup didn't rise to the top at the end. Stars doing star things. Theo says, hey, B. Give it a B. Stone loved it. A minus. Yeah. A minus for junkie. Stone. Junkie. He's a junkie for it. All right. Let's go ahead and give our grades to the game last night. Super Bowl 56. How are you grading it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at always. At KLV1063. It's the personal Twitter account. Don't abuse it. Got it? Rodney's in West Palm. Rodney's on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Rodney? Not much, man. What's going on, fellas? Hey, how? What did you think of last night? Um, eh, it was it was okay. It was okay game. Um, I actually like the halftime show more than the game, but um, I actually wanted to see, uh, to have, uh, I want to see what you think about this. Uh, so, uh, Evan McPherson was the only player that watched the halftime show last night. Well, uh-huh. that I saw, right? Yeah. So had he had the opportunity, had he had an opportunity <laughs> to kick a game with a game tying field goal, and he missed it, bro. Bro, do you think do you think the talking heads would have ripped him for watching the Rodney, halftime show? Rodney, I swear to I, God, I hang up and listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rodney, I'm going to tell you right now, you're in my brain. You are what? in my brain because I five minutes ago was going to bring this up because Rodney's on to something, and I was thinking about it last night mm-hmm. when NBC showed for the first time the smiling Evan McPherson on the sideline having the time of his life. Watching Snoop, watching Kendrick, watching Dre, uh, that awesome halftime performance. And the first thing that came to my mind was, oh my God, if he misses a game-tying or game-winning field goal at the end, you know how annoying tomorrow is going to be? Rodney, I promise you, I promise you, Stephen A., I'm going to write him down so we can, we can have all the cast of characters accounted for here. Stephen A., Shannon would let it go, but Skip, woo, man. Skip, Skip would be on it. Skip would be red-faced and <laughs> screaming and vomiting on national television this morning if Evan McPherson missed the game-time field goal after not going to the locker room and watching the entire halftime show. I promise, 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 promise you. Colin Cowherd, add him to the list. Oh, yeah. He was- Clay Travis, <laughs> holy hell. Clay Travis would have the show of his life. See, that's what happens when you have a woke kicker. I promise you. Clay Travis would make that something for a month, that dopey-ass dope. Yeah, 
Yeah, that would have been a thing, and we would have had to talk about it, and it's better that Aaron Donald did what he had to do because it saved us from even having to go to that ridiculous place. I See, and I I would go against that. For one— Let's go, Theo. What is the kicker— What is he doing at halftime? What, 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 what do you want him in the locker room doing what? To let's, do what? Well, like, what? he's not—let's— let's, like stretch his toes? Yeah. I don't understand. I, that's that's ridiculous. But also, I thought it was a boss move by him and probably one of the best moves I saw by any player that was in that stadium. Hell yeah. Because that was the show of of, a, of a lifetime. Bro. And he got to watch it on the field. Yeah. Like, who, don't pass up on that. No. Who's, who's the kicker for the Rams? Matt Gay? He missed he messed up. Sam Hecker or whoever yeah. the punter was. For, right. They yeah, messed up. They, they messed up. Evan McPherson was perfect all postseason. He can keep his ass He's a boss. There. He's a, a boss. As far as the kicker, here's I have a few things on it. I mean, till I collapse is uh, just assuring you you're going to make that kick. <laughs> just, you, you, know, you got one shot. Yeah. Exactly. One yeah. opportunity. You know this kid's in the zone. You know, this kid's getting in his bag. He's like, I want that kick. Yeah. It helped him. Stone's right. Like, the, the fact that he was out there watching the halftime show, that prepared him better for like, a game. Winning like game. he's getting nostalgic. Like man, I grew up. You know, I remember in the high school locker room listening to these guys. Like no, it did him no wrong. Yeah, that's no wild. wrong. And honestly, if you if you can't sit there see Kendrick live and it doesn't like, push you <laughs> to just be a total badass and yeah. rise to the occasion, nothing. There's nothing. Zach Taylor is right. going to tell you that's that Kendrick thing. isn't going to tell that's you. That's another thing. I think the Bengals might have won if they all, they all stayed, stayed on the sideline <laughs> and watched this show. Because Zach uh, Taylor is, is, if anything, if anything, hey, there's one word come I can on, guys. use for him. Come on, guys. Uninspiring. Yeah, <laughs> He's sure. very uninspiring. Uh, guys, we're going we're gonna to use the backup running back in the biggest uh, biggest plays of the game. Okay, uh, Go, go. One, two, three, break. <laughs> like, that's what halftime would have been. Brian brought up the kicker thing and Evan McPherson watching halftime. And I told him, Plenty of times, and this is only from you know my college experience, but plenty of times we'd walk into the locker room after practice, and the punter and kicker would be in their chair or on the floor sleeping. <laughs> like they they spend they practice for I'm not kidding they practice every, every single day they practice for 15 minutes they run on the field and they'll do punt they'll do PAT or they'll kick you know with the line and then they're on the sideline playing tag and then we catch them in the locker room after asleep and they're like over we're good and they they leave with us yeah. so. I mean, this guy's got nothing to do. But yeah. I'm telling you, Rodney, that is arguably the best call we're going to get all day because it not only crossed my mind, I was dreading it on that final Bengals drive because I knew if he missed, it would immediately, well, if he would have prepared properly, then he wouldn't have been in that situation. And it would have been the most annoying storyline in the history of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Period. Period. At least he walks away with something because the rest of the Bengals took the L and missed the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say he he takes the most away from being, <laughs> it was being in the game. <laughs> Evan McPherson, you can do no wrong, man. And we, w- I would have stood by him if he missed that kick. Yeah. Because <laughs> again, but I'm with you guys. He better prepared himself for a game-winning kick or a game-tying kick by being out there for the halftime show. Damn right. Ken Levick Alive, presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Uh, they're preparing you. Speaking of preparing, uh, it's like... It's like being a kicker and at halftime and seeing Eminem and seeing Kendrick and seeing Snoop. It prepares you. Again, this is hypothetically prepares you for the sports industry. I can't tell you how many Super Bowls have featured those who have gotten their MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic in different capacities because this is how you get in the sports industry. It is vast. There are a lot of options. You know what I hear a lot? I want to be an agent. 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 
Then you get into the FAU MBA Sport Management Program and you realize, oh my God, there are hundreds of other career paths I could take. Pro sports, college sports, local sports, it's all right there. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, been doing it for 22 years. The, in fact, when it started, when the FAU MBA Sport Management Program started, Snoop, Trey, Eminem, all of them were in their primes. And now we're looking back and we're saying, wow, that felt good to junior high or high school level me. That's how long they've been doing it. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Stone class is in session. We are giving our grades to Super Bowl 56. Again, me, C minus. Theo says B. Stone's giving it an A minus. How do you grade last night? The game last night. Was it thrilling? Was it amazing? Do you give it an A? Or was it just sort of meh? And you give it a low grade like me. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. That's at KLV1063. When we return, we not only grade the game. But it's time to talk that halftime show as well. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levick. We're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. In all seriousness, name me another better individual defensive performance that we've seen, I don't know, last decade, last 20 years, last 30 years in the Super Bowl. It hasn't been there. Von Miller, uh, as a Panthers fan. Von Miller, fan, yeah, 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 he was all over the place. As a Panthers fan, I could say that he, 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 he crushed my dreams. But that game was that game was not particularly close. Was it competitive? Okay. Was it like this though, where Aaron Donald is coming up with big play after big play, including the final two plays yeah. to clinch it? I, I mean, for, for me, former Bengal Willie Anderson was on with Max Kellerman this morning, and he was uh, with Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Will here on ESPN 106.3. And Willie Anderson was asked about the performance. Of 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 Aaron Donald compared to Cooper Cup, and I actually thought that Willie had the, the the right take on this. I think he said it perfectly, more so than than I'd be able to say it for sure. But this is Willie Anderson on on why he thought Aaron Donald should win MVP. You know, Aaron Donald is, is starting to get the Michael Jordan treatment right now, where he's so great that you expect it all the time, and you don't want to keep giving the same guy the MVP all the time. But definitely last night, that game, when the game was on the line, yes, Cooper Cup is a great receiver, great player, and put them up. But when they needed it, Joe Burrow was on the, was on the comeback. When they needed it, the MVP stepped up and made you know two unbelievable plays, second quarterback, and, and definitely should have been Aaron Donald for the um, MVP. I think there's something to that. He's so good, so dominant, that there's almost this mythic thought around him that he can do anything. And Joe Burrow was getting cooking again. That was <laughs> the first... Three plays of that drive were the best we had seen of Joe Burrow since probably the midway point of the third quarter. Right before the first throw of that possession, uh, Al Michaels said, man, only one catch tonight for Jamar Chase. Sure enough, Burrow looks off Jalen Ramsey, 
He goes flying, throws it to the outside, chase with the catch up the sideline, and then running out of bounds. Like you said, Theo, why why are you running out of bounds right there? You have two timeouts, and there's 90 seconds left. And you're Jamar Chase. And you're Jamar Chase. Yeah. But then, sure enough, Joe Burrow gets up to the line, fires another eight-yard pass, and you're like, here he goes, here we go. And they were moving. And, and then Aaron Tyler Donald, Boyd. and that, that, that drop from Boyd was Ooh. bad. First drop of the year. And he, that's what I'm saying. He, like, if it's one thing Tyler Boyd is good at doing is catching balls over the middle. Like, yeah. uh, that, was, that was kind of weird. But then Aaron Donald took advantage of it and blew everything up from there with the Bengals having momentum. I just think he should be the MVP. I get the case for Cooper Cup. I get it. But Aaron Donald, I think, did more to impact that game than Cooper Cup did. And I think Cooper Cup is easier to vote for because he's an offensive player. People love his story. Like, I just think that he's a simpleton's easy vote. For MVP in that spot. I think what also ties into it, though, you were just listing off a few things. One of the things you got to listen in there is he had statistically one of the greatest seasons of all time oh, from a wider season. But that's not supposed like, to matter. But like, that's not. But, but it's, th- this isn't a season that achievement matter. award. That tied in to this game and in the fourth quarter with the game on the line, every single pass on that game-winning drive, Cooper, Cooper, because that's all Cooper, they had. Game that's on all- game on the line. Who are we going? Cooper, end it, call it. The dude's had a season, and he capitalized on it and put the cherry on top. So, I mean, I'm not that mad let at me it. Ask, let me ask uh, Division One quarterback Stone Lebanowitz. Cooper Cup could not get open in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter. Could not. Absolutely could not. What changed? Did the Bengals start getting super conservative defensively? Is Cooper Cup that good a route runner where he just put a little extra cut into those routes, how did he finally get to a point where there was room for him? That's football, man. It takes time. Like, along the game, you got 30 guys up there in the box with headsets on saying, this isn't working, that's not working, this isn't working. Where can we get Cooper? Where do we have to put him? And you talk, and you talk, and you talk, and you have a 10 plays, and you're like, this is where Cooper's going to find success, and you put him in those positions. So it just takes time to figure out, I mean, God forbid they're playing good defense, and, you know, in a Super Bowl, like, they're schematically – like scheming Cooper Cup up. They've had two weeks to prepare to do that. So I, I didn't find it weird that they, we weren't finding him. They did the same thing to Jamar Chase. Where was he? Well, they were scheming him up. Like, it's simple. But I think, you know, Coop's, Cooper Cup's in that category now of receivers in the league where he is assured a certain amount of touches. Ten targets, more than anybody last night. Same thing as Devontae Adams. He averages like 10 or 11 targets a game. He's just in that category. At times, there's just nothing you can do. He's going to be there. We're playing this defense. This is These are the zones where he can find, and we're going to get the ball to him. How about Cooper Cup getting the elite receiver treatment on that flag inside yeah, the 10? Totally. Yeah. I mean, he got he got elite. He's made That's it. That's a you great can, way to put it. You, that, can tell, you can tell he's made it because he gets the same calls now Devontae Adams. <laughs> I like it. Definitely. I like that. Because uh, that was not that was not a defensive hold. That and, was not a pi. And it was a it was one of those benefit of the doubts. How did yeah. that linebacker stop Cooper Cup? Yeah. Let me get this yellow little yeah. thing out of my pocket yeah. here and, and fix that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like see that throw a flag on that, but not uh, Jalen Ramsey getting thrown to the turf. <laughs> and, uh, hey, hey, it was, it, but but as Stone said, it's in real time. It's really quick. No, the, yeah. the whole stadium saw it. The whole stadium saw that. I was mad. I, I mean, I was mad I, when I saw the replay. I was like, damn. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad, and it should have been called in real time. But that, that's part of the reason I give this game a C-, minus because the officiating wasn't good. We got the MVP wrong. Things were clunky. Uh, I, I just I, I didn't think that for such a close game, it felt like there was a ton of built-up emotional drama that was coming. So I give it a C-, minus. but maybe Theo's right, and, and he's my, my football psychologist here. I've been conditioned by the divisional round and the championship round mm. where everything was 
heart attack inducing and uh, twitchy and sweaty and oh my God, how is this going to end to where now any football drama? And I'm just like, Ugh. Yawn. Like yeah. maybe, maybe that's what it is. But but Theo gave it a B. You, I mean, you you thought it was a pretty solid game. And I think also Aaron Donald is the is the guy to blame for that. He that game could have had a more climatic ending. But he Aaron blew Donald everything said, up. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. He said, "I'm ready to get this ring." <laughs> but I would say too, the part that I think really hurt Donald in his case for the ring or for the Super Bowl MVP because obviously he was the most impactful guy on the field uh, on you know that night, but. That last play, if that was a full-out sack and Burrow didn't just toss the ball out like that at the end and it mm. counted, because raw stats help in those matters. Which sucks, but so, you're right. Because you're like, you're right. Some idiot, some doper sitting there in front of a stat sheet and he sees two sacks from Donald, two touchdowns from Cooper Cup, and they're like, well, touchdowns are better than sacks. Mm-hmm. Gives it to you know Cup, who obviously made the game-winning touchdown. If that was a sack and Aaron Donald had three sacks and maybe even a sack fumble on Burrow right there, clear-cut yeah. case, it's over with. Aaron Donald gets it. I like that. On that play... Maybe maybe Piron wants to give a little bit of an effort <laughs> to try and die for that ball. You're going like, after Piron. I'm telling you, it was at his feet. Like, come on, bro. That's the last play of your season. I'm not sure if he noticed that it was there yeah, until it was too I late. Hope, I hope that's in that. Yeah, that he didn't know how mind. it was coming out of Joe yeah. Burrow's arm. It just flew out somehow. But, you, hard but if you're him. the dump off, though, you kind of got to be. You got to be ready, And man. you see he's in trouble like that. You need to be, like, focused on him, yeah. ready to go get, you know. Because I thought Burrow did well. To get off what he got off. It wasn't like uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo underhand yeah. heave or a Kyler Murray, uh, you know, just say a prayer and pick six coming back your <laughs> way. Uh, but uh, he put it in play. He put it, he definitely put it in play without question. Let's talk about this halftime show. By the way, we're grading the game, the, the actual game. We're going to grade all aspects of this. Grade the game, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweeted us at KLV1063. Class is in session. This is the first annual Ken Levick Alive Super Bowl report card show here on ESPN1063. Uh, let's focus on this halftime show. You know how how I know that it was a good halftime show, how I enjoyed it, how uh, I know it was quality? Because when it ended, I said to myself, that's it? I wasn't ready for that to wrap up. I, I really, truly enjoyed it. I thought the, the, the set was funny. It was funny. It was exciting. I love the fact that so many people paid big money to sit there and half the stadium probably couldn't see all of the performers <laughs> at one time. The petty me loved that entire thing. Dre was awesome. I didn't know that he could. He was so good uh, on the piano. That shocked me so much that I didn't even notice Eminem kneeling I right didn't next notice to it either. him. Yeah. Uh, I did, it didn't even occur to me until after that Snoop is wearing the Crip blue. Yeah. Even though I'm sure the NFL was like, hey, could you not wear blue? He's like, I'm wearing blue. <laughs> uh, and he's Crip walking across the, the stage. Man. But it had everything. And for them, they took it like a celebration of them. And he, he smoked, smoked right before him. He smoked right there at hey, the entrance of the NBC, stage. NBC, NFL, if you had the guts, you would have shown that before <laughs> before the, uh, the the performance started. Snoop is sitting in the set yeah. right before they're about to go on. He's, he's not clearly sitting. got he's, a blunt. Yeah, he's, he's leaning. leaning. He's, he's leaning, leaning out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's, like he's in an alley somewhere. <laughs> but it was awesome. It yeah. was awesome. But they, 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 they ended up using it as a celebration of them. They didn't debut anything. They didn't do anything obscure. They played the damn hits. 
And that's why the halftime show was awesome. And they did it well, and it was well choreographed. I loved it. It was I nostalgic. It. I give it, I honestly, I, I don't think it was the greatest halftime show of all time, but I give it an A. That was an unequivocal A last night. I, I still, to me, it was the greatest halftime show of all time. Beyonce had a great one as well, and there, there's been great ones. I Prince. Just, I'm, and I'm not a Prince guy, but I think that Prince, Purple Rain, In the Rain, like that, that ended yeah. up being, there were a lot of factors out of his control that made <laughs> yeah, it yeah. the best of all time, but I'll still make that. And I made the mistake last night of saying Bruno Mars was the best I had seen, and then the Twitter Prince Brigade <laughs> went crazy yeah. on me. Yeah. I mean, they, they were, were out and about last Prince, night. Prince came from the grave and started haunting me. Like, it was that severe. And I was wrong. I was wrong. I own it. Bruno was great. I love Bruno. Prince was the best. This was an A, though. I mean, this was – how could you not love that? I'm sorry. I think it also sets the standard for what we should be looking for in halftime shows going forward. Regional? Like, yeah, like, yeah. I want to see a regional thing. I want to see a collaborational thing. Like, I don't want to see, like, I mean, Bruno Mars was good and all, but I don't want to see just... I don't want this Super Bowl to go back to Atlanta and Maroon 5 oh, is if, the halftime show. If that happens, I, I'm so out on it. I've walked away from a lot of halftime shows in my day. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, and you know what I really can see? I started thinking about this last night. Like, maybe 10 years from now, DJ Khaled, has something like this where he has like a Lil Wayne, a Drake, a Nicki Minaj, Beef. a Chris Brown, and it's a nostalgia thing where it's like, okay, now they're past their primes, but they come back and do. It's almost like a reunion tour. Yeah. I yeah. think that would be epic, even though DJ Khaled is very annoying. He is extremely annoying. He doesn't yeah. have to perform; he can just organize. He'll the just whole do thing. the producing thing, like yeah. uh, like, like, Dre. like Dre did, but yeah. no rapping. Please yeah. don't don't yeah. get on the mic, DJ right? Khaled. Please, please. Nobody <laughs> nobody wants to hear that. You're Another too, one. Yeah, like bro, come on. I know you make a lot of money off of those two words. We don't need to hear them over. Whatever over. happened to We the Best? <laughs> Who? We the Best. He, did, he retired those, and now another one is all he's going yeah. with. But I give it an A. Like that was an unequivocal A. And again. I didn't want it to be over. I did not want it to be over at yeah. all. Uh, what didn't help, though, for me, and Stone, we're, uh, halftime show. Now, you, we're going to get to this. Stone made a, uh, a fatal decision last night about fatal. how he was going to consume the Super Bowl. But from what you could hear or understand of the halftime yeah. show, how would you grade it last I night? I went A+. Plus. I have an A+, plus, so I'm, I'm two for two on A's. Man, it was awesome. It was awesome. And what did it for me was you know just looking around the room, or the entire, you know, bar and just seeing 40-year-old accountant Steve, you know, with the family of three or four <laughs> throwing up the West Side and stuff. Like, people were just people were just taking it no, back, and I was proud. Thing. I was like, you go ahead, you guys can have this. But this is the problem with a halftime show like that is white people start to get bold. Oh, a white I was, <laughs> as soon as he said that, I started thinking, I'm glad I wasn't in that bar. Because when rap music is on, it's oh, yeah. the drunk white folk. It's the oh, worst that get thrown around. Because uh, Yeah, I was going to say, because and, uh, the N-word, it feels like <laughs> some, some, some folk feel like it can be said. Yeah. Uh-uh. No? And then you start having the hands. No. Hey, white people, <laughs> you should not be throwing around crip signs. You don't need West Side signs. I you seen don't some need West Sides, and I was like, whoa, what are you doing, Steve? What uh, are you doing Steve, over there? And Steve in accounting, why are you hey, doing that? That might have been Mike McDaniel, Dolphins head coach. You don't know. You, know, you just don't <laughs> you know. know. And you never know. But... Here's what ruined this entire thing for me, and I've got to find the uh, I've got to find the tweet here. But Josh Cohen, who you'll hear today at four, here's the tweet. He tweeted on Saturday, "You guys aren't going to believe this bleep." And by the way, at Josh Cohen Radio on Twitter, my friend is a music industry big shot. He can't even speak. He's so stunned. There's going to be a surprise during the halftime show tomorrow that's going to shock the entire world, and I mean entire world. I'm talking about a moment that people will be talking about for the remainder of time. 
All I can say is that there's a song in which one of the original performers is going to return and perform their part, and people are going to absolutely lose their minds. So I'm thinking, is this where we find out that Tupac isn't really Tupac <laughs> is back. <laughs> Tupac coming back from the Cayman Islands <laughs> out of retirement. Oh, man. So that Floating got, down from the yeah, ceiling. I was like, wow, so Tupac's not dead. This is going to be incredible. I mean, little did I know... It was just 50 Cent hanging upside down. That was so weird, too. That was out right. of place, overweight, 50 Cent. Okay. So the, the, the person who came up with the idea to have 50 Cent hanging upside down probably hates him, right? Like, that was a vendetta thing. Oh, pro- I, it was I Floyd Mayweather. It was yeah, yeah, it was Floyd. If Floyd got in someone's ear, they're like, hey, 50, you know what's going to be a great idea? You look extra bloated now. You yeah. should hang upside down. How long? We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Because by the time they actually got to him, it looked like <laughs> he was starting to have some neurological problems. <laughs> there was blood flow going to places that it shouldn't be. He was upside down for way, way too long. Oh he God. looked bloated and bad. and but I'm worried to rip him. And I'm not going to do it on Twitter because he can find that. And he's going to oh. rip me apart because he's the pettiest person on the planet. Yes, sir. I'm not. I'm not putting that in writing. Yeah. I'll say it. I'll say it, but I'm not putting it in writing. But I don't know whose idea that was. But a that wasn't an incredible return to music. It, that show could have absolutely done without yeah. Fifty Cent. It was a weird interjection. Yeah, I would have been fine with more Kendrick. I would have been fine with more Mary J. Blige. I would have been. And by the way, who is aged? Oh my goodness. Expertly. Yeah. Black don't crack. Saying. <sighs> I mean, she is beautiful. Yeah. But. We didn't need 50, and we especially didn't need 50 upside down. But I'm actually sort of glad it happened because forever I'll be able to remember the time <laughs> that I saw 50 upside down and their screenshots. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> my, my favorite part of it, though, was like I, I had to start Googling and searching, like, did, did we know 50 Cent was going to be here? He's not from yeah. L.A. He's a New York guy. Yeah. Like, my favorite part was once I saw 50, I got totally distracted because now I'm doing all these Google searches trying to figure out why he was there upside down. Right. <laughs> but it was yeah, nostalgic. Is he a bat? Like, what is happening? It was nostalgic. It reminded me of the music video, and he was, you know, he was in very good shape back yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He yeah. was. But uh, he, he kept the muscle, <laughs> but he added a lot of cholesterol yeah. as well. And sometimes that's a bad mix. James so, Harden died. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the James Harden died. <laughs> exactly. He's added facial hair as well. So you're giving it an A, right, Theo? A plus for sure. Yeah, I'm giving yeah. it an A. Stone, for what you saw of it outside of uh, Stephen Accounting throwing up the West Side, what, uh, what, what, what you're giving it an A? Yeah, A+. Plus. All right, so we're all across the board. We're giving it an A. How do you grade the halftime show last night? 888-760-3776. Let's get the bell. Let's get the bell because class is in session. How do you grade the halftime show last night? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV 106.3. Grade the halftime show. We're grading the game as well. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Hey, happy Valentine's Day, by the way. For those who observe, we're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash mbasport. 
Hey, tomorrow I'm going to the Heat game, Heat Mavs, tomorrow at the FTX Arena. Uh, I'm going to give uh, Stone one guess how I'm getting to the Heat game tomorrow. Choo-choo! That's right. The bright line, <laughs> big, yellow, and beautiful, the buzzer beater train. I'm going to skip the traffic. I'm getting to the Heat game in style, in comfort, in no stress. Brightline, the smarter way to skip traffic, get to the Heat Get to the next heat game like me. Stay till the last shot with Brightline's buzzer beater train. Let's you skip traffic, get to and from FTX Arena so you're there in time for tip-off. It's a block and a half away. The station's a block and a half away. You walk it when you get off the train, then you stay till the last shot. Doesn't leave until after. It is perfection, and it's quick. And the best part, I know I'm going to get home at a reasonable time. I'm going to go to the Fort Lauderdale station, have a drink, get on the train, have a drink, get to the station in Miami, have a drink, Walk over to the FTX Arena, watch the Heat whip that ass, get back on the train, head back to Fort Lauderdale, drive home, bam, done. Good times. Mm. And you can do that as well. Brightline, the best way to get to South Florida's biggest events, including including the Miami International Boat Show through the 20th at the Miami Beach Convention Center and the South Beach Food and Wine Festival February 24th through the 27th. Get all the information you need at GoBrightline.com or on the Brightline app. That's GoBrightline.com. Or on the Brightline app. Uh, real quick, let's go to Twitter at KLV1063. We've been grading the Super Bowl, grading the game, grading the halftime show, and uh, you guys are very, very, very generous graders. You gave the game, Theo, a B and then an A plus for the halftime show. Stone, he's given it an A minus for the game and an A plus for the halftime show. I went C minus game. A for the halftime show. Ed Keller says, I'm going to give it a C, the game. Close, big plays, nothing iconic. Decided ultimately on poor O-line play and a couple of routes where Cup bests Eli Apple. I've seen 48 of these games. I think that's pretty fair. That is fair. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's anything crazy about that. Uh, Chris Lemley tweets, the halftime show is an A++++. My only confusion was Kendrick. He isn't what I would call old school. Okay, it's about West Coast though. Yeah, really about but, old but I do see where I do see where Chris is coming from because everybody else was old school. So I think it would be an easy place to go for you to 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 just assume that well, if they're all old school, or most of them are, why don't they all all well, old school? What it really so people think it was old school. What it was was West Coast legends, and the problem okay. is okay. the West Coast hasn't put out a hip hop slash rap legend, you know. Kendrick is that guy of this era. Then got you got it. Snoop Dogg, you got Dr. Dre. I don't know where so the he's Eminem the newest addition. Yeah, well, I mean, because he's he's Dre's boy, right? Eminem is Dre's boy, and then Fifty probably because of like Eminem. Like it's a weird tie there. And then Mary J, you know, she's the queen. Yeah, Theo, you know, I saw a lot of Nipsey stuff. As right. like that's who was missing. Nipsey would have yeah. been the guy as well that would have been there. But outside but, of that, I mean, Dom Kennedy's not a big enough name. Yeah, no, I agree. Guy. I agree. But I, I think Chris is on to something. Like you see Mary J. Blige, you see Dre, you see Eminem, even if it's because again, like like you said, it's not all this wasn't all West Coast. Yeah, it stars. wasn't. It wasn't. It so wasn't. they made the exception there, but even the exceptions were old school. So Kendrick was definitely sort of an outlier. He was awesome, though. But he hasn't put out music in a while. No, so that's the thing. He's about to be old school soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's quickly getting old school. Uh, when we return, listening lunch, and then we're going to grade the commercials. We're grading the commercials. And let me tell you, this could be a little bit of a bloodbath. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Here's Ken LaVica. 
we are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. I know you people don't love Mondays, but here at Ken Levick Alive, Mondays are one of the best days. That's because Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, hangs out with us. He'll be back tomorrow as well. Still in the band, it's Friday Night Lights. He runs this whole thing. I'm Ken Levicka, and I simply talk. And we are, again, here with you post-Super Bowl Monday. We're giving grades. It is the first annual Ken Levick Alive Super Bowl Report Card Show. Thank you. Sounds like the beginning to save by the bell. Now, that, I don't know if, if this was the case when you went to school, Theo, but I never went to a school where the traditional bell was used at the end of classes. You know what my bell sounded like in junior high and high school? It was this lame thing. Oh, no. That, oh, that. no. That was ever junior high, high school, always, one more time, Stone. That. It was, I was just similar, but it would be less aggressive and it would be like, <laughs> it would be that repeated like every second, like ding. Oh, so it like, oh, ding. that's annoying. Ding, yeah. So less yeah. aggressive, a little softer, but repetitive. Keep going. Yeah. So like, imagine having a conversation in the hallway uh-huh. and then the bell starts ringing and it takes like 15 seconds. You have to like pause. You're like, all right, yeah. hold on. Yeah. Why can't we just have the old school bell? Like what's wrong with the, the old school bell? Uh, play one more time. Cause this, this is school. Right here. This is Saved by the Bell. This is Zach Morris. This is A.C. Slater. This is, yeah. Yeah. Like that. That's Lisa Turtle. I guess the vibe's going, I'm ready to That's learn. big vibes. Oh, it's time for lunch. Yeah. That's ready to vibes. learn. I'm ready to learn. Yeah. You're not doing that on this show. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're giving grades. We're grading the game. And let's. I'll give you an example real quick. I'll give you an example of, of us grading the game and me grading the halftime show as well. Uh, we've been doing both, but Mark Sheffield, he's grading the game. Well, this isn't actually how you do it, but here's how he graded it. So we'll assign a letter grade to this. Mark Sheffield tweets, game was a solid five out of seven. So what, what do we, so we're not playing the number game here on Ken Levick Alive. We're actually giving grades, but Mark, your heart is in the right place. What would we give a five out of seven? Why would he? Why would he pick his? Why would he say out of seven? That's <laughs> terrible. What are you doing, Mark? <laughs> that's a great point. Why would, Who why does would that? seven be his baseline? Oh, I thought that's why you brought it up. Oh no, no. I I was initially going to use it as an example of how to grade, but then I realized it actually wasn't done properly, and yeah. then I realized like like Theo pointed out to me they did it out of seven. You know who does that? <laughs> so I used to do, date this uh, real estate agent. This would be a quick story. I dated um, this real estate agent, and she was telling me about some of the tricks they use to help sell mm-hmm. houses, right? So if they're showing you a house, after you get out of the house, they say, okay, this is the first house we saw all day. I know you liked it. On a grade of 1 to 7, where would you put it, right? So when you say 1 to 7 and not 1 to 10, it gives you less numbers to work with, right? So they'll say something like 5 or 6. And then from there, there's only so many more numbers to go up. So like if you go to the next house and it's a, and it's not, it's better than the last one, uh-huh. and you gave the last one a 6, you got to say a 7. And then she's like, oh, well, then you must love it. Let's put an offer in. Oh, so they're tri- so maybe, He might be a real estate is agent. Is Mark a real estate he agent? He might be a real estate agent. What is five divided by seven? Stone, <laughs> could you could you do the math on that real quick? Is, is that what? Oh, I, I thought you did that off the top of your head. That was going to be the most impressive thing you've ever done on this. Seventy-one percent. Oh, so that's a C, right? Seventy-one that's a C. A C. Yeah. All right. So but Mark, it sounds, it a C. It sounds good. Five out of seven, and then it's like there's only two more spots yeah, you can go up right. from that. But th- that's case in point. It's mind right. games because I I saw five out of seven, and I was going to be like, oh well, Mark's giving it a B. 
Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's a, a C. C. It's a low C. Too. It's a low C. It's like and a C minus what game. I gave the game. Wow. I did not know that that real estate agents did that. Yeah. They're <laughs> in their the cars way. right now pissed at me. They're like, he's giving away the secrets. When did when did um selling real estate become the go-to job for actors or actresses, <laughs> young actors or actresses that realize that it's not going to work out for them and they transition into that. That's like the official job yeah. of, I'm not going to make it in the acting or actressing industry, also so I'm going to go sell real estate. TV also too? T- no. I'm not cutting down the industry. I'm not cutting it down. I'm just saying that it's become like the young people's fallback. Yeah. But when did that happen? I've been forced to watch shows like Selling Sunset, and and Netflix you know, now is flooded with do all. Do you of them. think that's Do you think that's the influence? Is they see what's on Bravo or on E, and they they're like, "That's glamorous. I like that." Do you my, think that's what it is? My girlfriend's gonna love you saying that because that's I'm forced to watch them, and I, I absolutely <laughs> think that's well, the case. And I think those shows are great. They are. See, I didn't want to say it. Wait, but you made me H- say it. They're they are. They're, they they are phenomenal. HGTV is this? No, no, no. It's like E or Bravo. Both. Both and, have and like Netflix, real estate shows. Now they're on it, but they're real estate series, and they're great. I would yeah. love to watch some of that. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Okay. And, they're, and and me and Ken will tell you. They're yeah. Put really me on. Put me on game. And I mean, It's 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 scandalous. There's drama, there's controversy, there's hot women. Like The real estate industry is take, hot. We take notes. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's Se- all staged, I think, but it's hot. Yeah, yeah. Selling Sunset. Selling Sunset, sunset. yeah. Okay. Make that your first one. There's a couple of them, but Selling Sunset is like the, that's the apex okay. of the reality real estate television shows. By the way, may, let's just take a stab at this here. <laughs> if you are young and in real estate, what led you there? What, what, was it TV influence? How did you get into real estate? Young, hot people. Young, hot people. How did you get into real estate? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at me at KLV1063. If you're young and hot and in real estate, how did you get there? What was the path? 888-760-3776. By the way, the same tweet with the 5 out of 7 uh, game grade. Halftime was a 10 plus. Uh, we uh, Yeah, 10 plus, so A plus. We got to check this guy for CTE. I don't know oh, if whoa. it's uh, like, we got to check this guy. Well, not for CTE, I guess you can't do that. <laughs> He's got to be dead. Yeah, that would be a problem. I don't want anything to happen to Mark. You're exactly right. Uh, but yeah. I don't know why the game is graded out of a seven-point scale. Uh, we were doing letter grades, uh, and I don't know why halftime is now 10, but we've exceeded 10 like there's extra credit. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> but, Mark, point, hey, point taken. Hey, Mark, say 11 next time. You, you don't have to go 10+. plus. With A, we go A-plus right. because they're letters well, and you can't. Mark, you're making your own arbitrary uh, like grading markers anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, we wanted more scoring, but there's a reason Vegas moved the line from 50.5 to 48.5. Shortly after opening, hashtag Aaron Donald MVP. Now, that I can get behind. Yes, sir. Not your grading scale, but I can get behind your selection for MVP. Again, young, hot people in real estate. How did you get there? What was your influence? How did that become your path? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Okay. Let's get to the listening lunch, the audio you need to hear on this post-Super Bowl Monday, and we react to him here on Ken Levick Alive. Matt Stafford, is he a Hall of Famer? Let me, Theo, read you this tweet from Dan Orlovsky, who has been standing Matt Stafford from the very, very, very beginning. He loves him. Former teammates. Detroit ties, fact, yeah. Uh, with the Lions. A lot of people called Stafford a lot of things. This is a tweet by Dan Orlovsky, by the way. A lot of people called Stafford a lot of things, Y'all going to call him a Super Bowl champion and a Hall of Famer now. That was sent last night 
right after the Super Bowl. Hall of Famer now. Now, Dominic Foxworth, here's his reaction to <laughs> Matt Stafford. This is from Get Up This Morning on ESPN. But he's a Super Bowl champion. That's awesome. He didn't get the MVP, which is a rarity, I feel like, for a quarterback. Um, he's had a, a pretty impressive career and an interesting run here in uh, in L.A., and he won a Super Bowl. I think he's going to be remembered as a, being a lot better quarterback than he actually was because he has incredible, like, big numbers. And we're going to remember this last run and the no-look pass for the touchdown, game-winning drive. We're going to remember all that. And I think the further we get away from this game, we're going to talk about Matt Stafford like he was one of the greats of his time. Are we going to do that, though? I see where Dominique Foxworth is coming from. Like Sometimes Matt Stafford maybe gets a little bit more credit than he deserves about where he sits in the pantheon of current quarterbacks. But I don't think anybody is going to consider him an all-timer in the discussion of any of the household names, the Bradys, or even the Rodgers, the Mannings. But I have no problem with the discussion and the expectation that Matt Stafford's going to be a Hall of Famer. First ballot, no. But he went to a decrepit, god-awful franchise. Went to three postseason appearances with them. In tandem with one of the greatest purely talented receivers we've ever seen. And then went and won a Super Bowl in his first year in a new location. With a decim- an injury-decimated receiving core at the very end. I'm fine calling Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer. Is he the best? No. Is he great? Sure. Is he an all-time great? No. Great? Sure. Yeah. The, my problem, or I guess I know that it's inevitable that Matthew Stafford will be in the Hall of Fame, so I'm not arguing against that. But for my money, we're just handing out gold jackets now a little too willy-nilly. Matthew Stafford, you can tell the story of football, especially this generation of football, without mentioning Matthew Stafford's name. And that's the reason why I feel like he's not one of those guys where I would be pissed off that he's not that he's not in the Hall of Fame. Devin Hester didn't get in the Hall of Fame. He needs to be in this go round. Yeah. And I know he'll get there. He should have been a first ballot first Hall ballot. of Famer. Yeah. If a guy like Devin Hester isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, then why are we just handing out a gold jacket to Matt Stafford? Well here's my yeah, but again, like he's not a first ballot guy. He's not gonna be a first ballot guy, but like twentieth st- ballot or tenth ballot. Like Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, like, like, Stone, if he gets if it takes him ten years after and he might retire. This might be it for Matt Stafford. Yeah. There are rumors all over that that might be it for Stafford. Sean McVay making comments about wanting to spend more time with family yeah. and maybe get into broadcast in the New York Post. He's had a whole youngest, story about that. He's the youngest coach walk to away. win a Super Bowl. He's about to walk away, retire. Well, you know what's going to happen is he's going to get on TV and then he's going to end up, when he comes back to football, commanding the biggest NFL coaching contract of all right. time. John That's what happened with Gruden. Yeah. He's going to take the Gruden path. That'll when he's nice. ready to come back, then he'll get big, big money. And it's going to get big money in TV, too. It's an expert plan. Yeah. It's an expert plan. Yeah, after making gazillions for ESPN or Amazon or wherever he uh, he goes to work. But I'm fine with Matt Stafford being in the 10th year eligible getting in. But he's going to get in, Stone. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you guys said. I think, to your point, Theo, like, yeah, his name might not come up in our generation. But for guys like me, I mean, he's somewhere that I, I've always thrown him in the category of all-time talent all-time sure. all arm talent or skill, like the things he's able to do. And now he's got the wind to back it up. Absolutely. Yeah, and now he has the wind to back it up. But as far as the no-look throws and the sidearm stuff, like like Stafford was here before Patty Mahomes was. Like he was the guy in fourth quarter like making ballsy throws and doing that kind of stuff we remember. It always sticks out to me, and I think this is a Hall of Fame moment when he does get inducted. 
when his, he separates his shoulder on the drive against the Brown with like 30 seconds mm-hmm. left. And they take him out. And he says, no, screw that. And he goes yeah. back into the game and throws a touchdown pass. And then he gets the conversion. And it's like, that's Matthew Stafford. That's who he I grew dog. up loving. He's he a dog. dog. Yeah. I think part of part of what is going to endear him to Hall of Fame voters and what does endear him to those that have the ideation of him going to the Hall of Fame is exactly that, is that he has been a consummate professional from day one. Go, went in and... It, whether that matters or not, you can have a debate about that. I tend to, eh, whatever. Yeah. But I think that there are plenty of Hall of Fame voters that look at stuff like that, playing injured, playing for that team, doing so without complaining, yes, and then around. respectfully asking for his exit, as opposed to making it drama-filled in Detroit. That That's different than a lot of career paths for all-time greats. There was no acrimony and has never been any acrimony when he was in the dumpster fire basement of the NFL for so long. Stafford should be a Hall of Famer, but is he first ballot? No, you and I are on the same page on this, Theo. Yeah. If it takes him 10 years, fine. But I don't think that it is to be laughed at this discussion about Stafford being a Hall of Famer because I think he he is a Hall of Famer. Vinny's in West Palm. What's up, Vin? It's funny you brought this up. I was talking to my friend Mulford about this same thing. There's no way that he is one of the top five quarterbacks right now no in the way. league. And no when way. you think At about that, time. those are first-time ballot guys. But you know what I really like about him the most? And everything you guys said is, is correct. The guy who got stuck in Detroit when it was a, you know, a toilet bowl mm-hmm. never complained one time. Not one Not time. once. At the end, he did it the right way, got moved to the team that he wanted, you know, a team that he wanted to go to, but he did it the right way. You look at Kyler Murray right now, and all these other guys usually are just very, you know, crybabies, most of them, and they get put wherever they want. That guy did it the right way, kept his mouth shut, played for his team, and then when the right opportunity came around, it was there. So I was actually happy that he won the Super Bowl. Uh, And, you know, Burrow will be back probably again, but, you know, he's got to fight through Mahomes every year. That's going to be difficult. But like I said, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but just not on the first ballot. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's perfectly fair. Appreciate you, Vin. Yeah. Perfectly fair and reasonable. And, and I will fight back on the right way. He did it a respectable way, yes. Yeah. But there's no the right way. He, because yeah. if Brady he left the Patriots. Right. Aaron Rodgers is about to leave the Patriots. Like, is everybody wrong now? I mean, I, who would have blamed Stafford for putting his foot down and saying, you guys suck. Yeah. Get me out of here now. I wouldn't have fought that. would have been right. If that would have been the right way to do it. That would have been the right way. That probably be the right way to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> then we probably I would be standing on a, a stool saying, get this guy in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Yes, you know, like, we'll see. Uh, the guy who faced him last now, by the way, listening lunch here on Ken Levick Alive, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. The guy on the other side last night, Joe Burrow. Quite the discourse about him this morning on the ESPN family of networks. Uh, let's begin with the aforementioned Dan Orlovsky, who made a troubling comparison Uh-oh. about who maybe Burrow is becoming. I think this, this is what I would say coming out of the game if I was Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. Uh, I was incredibly impressed with him again yesterday. He right now is on the Andrew Luck track. Absolutely. That that cautions me, candidly. I mean, you you watch this kid get beat up game after game after game after game. That will not last in this league. And he is a phenomenal, they should win multiple Super Bowls with that kid, okay? The Bengals should win multiple Super Bowls with Joe Burrow. If they don't get it fixed this offseason, he's on the he's on the track to become the next Andrew Luck. Dan Orlovsky on Get Up saying that he's going to get beat up 
like Andrew Luck. Then there's Max Kellerman making a historic, truly long-term historic comparison this morning, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. Joe Burrow, we talked about this, guys, how much different it would feel if he won versus if he lost the Super Bowl. If he won the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow, it's like, damn, first full season, right after winning the national championship, by the way. He walks into the Super Bowl in a mink and Cartier glasses and wins the Super Bowl, and he'd have been Super Bowl MVP, the whole thing. Oh, my God, this guy. Instead, with the money on the line, he didn't get it done. This is why sports, you write your own script. But now, he hasn't won. And now the, it goes from, oh, my God, is he the next Joe Montana to is he the next Dan Marino? Oh, now, Jesus, it's a great man. thing to be the next Dan Marino in many respects. Second year of his career, Marino had an all-time great season, got to the Super Bowl, lost against Montana, uh-huh. and then never got back. Sports Talk Radio, how can we How can we go to the worst possible outcome? Max, you're better than that, man. Yeah. You're better than that. Like, awesome. stop the hyperventilating. It's his first full year playing quarterback where we're going to call him Marino, <laughs> where he's never going to go back. He's never going to win a Super Bowl. Stop. Jeff, Burrow's going to dominate that division for like a whoa, whole whoa, whoa, decade. Whoa, 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 Uh-oh, whoa, His whoa. Lamar Pump sensibilities just got break. offended. Pump Theo, great, the Theo, Theo, <laughs> Theo, I'm, I'm going to let you handle what one. was that? Go ahead, Theo. He's going to do what? He's going to dominate that division for 10 years. Wow. Hold on. There's, there's a lot of things to unpack there. First, what I'll say, I, I'll start with Dan Marino had, what, 48 touchdowns that season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Joe great. Burrow is not the next Dan Marino. Yeah. Uh, Stone, let me turn and address you now. Because <laughs> I just handled, what was that? Was that Olaski again? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, that was Max Kellerman. But, 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 but the point is, what Max is trying to say is that Joe Burrow will never win a Super Bowl. So but this is one full season he's played his entire career. That's foolish to even predict that. So if if we go to his division, you think he's already a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson? I don't, but you I think You just said he's going to dominate I, I, the division I, I for a decade. I think they're constructed enough to do so. We, we saw him blow him out when Lamar was having another one of his seasons. You said Joe Burrow is going to dominate that division for a you, decade. You know what? Fine, I'll say it. I'll backtrack. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, he so is playing better, better and he is Jackson. on track to keep playing better than Lamar okay, Jackson. Okay, so Lamar Jackson, who already has been named MVP <laughs> of the league, mm-hmm. is worse now than a guy who has done what exactly? I'm not necessarily saying worse, but is he on the level that he's sitting at right now? Like, there's levels to this. But and to Joe's kind of. going to dominate the, the division for I think a they decade? Do. Okay. I think they do. All right, all right. Well, Lamar Jackson also missed like six games this year. Yeah, Lamar Jackson played this year injured. Also, the Ravens, I mean, we wouldn't be talking about the Bengals right now if the Ravens didn't lose half of their players before the season Correct. started. Correct. And Lamar Jackson in the right. middle of the season. And then even still, they were still in it. If you even look at the Vegas odds right now, aren't the Bengals and Ravens like even at odds I would, to win the I would, Super Bowl I would, I would assume. And I think that's a bump to the Bengals just because they were in the Super yeah. Bowl. The Ravens have a better roster, a better quarterback, and a better head coach. If you think the Bengals are all of a sudden going to dominate the division for the next 10 years, I think you're being a bit of a prisoner I'd say of the moment. Got blown out. I'd say the Bengals have a window. Uh, the next couple of years, while the Steelers transition and the Browns still are married to Baker, because that's a kiss of death. Yeah. That's a, as long as Baker Mayfield is the quarterback in Cleveland, that's a big fat <laughs> nothing coming out of Brownsland, okay? But the only competition right now for the Bengals are the Ravens. But you better hope the Lamar but, is injured every year. But and also you're talking about Joe Burrow being better than him already. It's because the Bengals surrounded him with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon in the backfield. Name me my, Lamar Jackson's weapons around him. Oh, whose fault uh, is that? Well, I don't, well, don't care. Say, well, don't tell me Joe Burrow's better than him. He won an MVP without the guys. He will be better than him. If he's not better, he will be better he because of his be. pieces. 
you're hoping he will be. He won't be better if they keep putting that there makeshift is, offensive line out there. There is no way that I can sit here and agree with Stone on the Bengals about to be dominating that Dominate. division. When you look at that sideline and you see Zach Taylor in Cincinnati yes. and you see John Harbaugh in Baltimore. Uh, come on. And Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. And they're probably, they're going to get a quarterback. They'll figure, it, they'll figure that out. They're and the then, Steelers. And Cleveland, and this is one thing I want to say about the Rams. The Rams did what Cleveland should have done two years ago. They got rid of that sucker at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Number one overall pick, I don't care. Jared Goff, get him out of here. Get me a real QB. The Browns had a similar roster to what the, the, the Rams trotted out there this year. If they would have went and got a guy like Matt Stafford, we could be talking about the Browns in the Super Bowl and not the Bengals. Let me ask you, what's more ludicrous of the, the two things that we just heard? Max Kellerman saying that Burrow... With this loss last night, maybe he's the next Dan Marino where he's never going to win a ring, be an all-time great, but never win a ring, even though Joe Burrow's played one full year and he's making (laughs) that prediction. Or Dan Orlovsky saying that uh, he's on a track to be an Andrew Luck where he gets beat up so much that he retires early. These are all vast overreactions to one season of football. Did Andrew Luck play in a Super Bowl? Uh Uh-uh. No. Okay, yeah. Andrew Luck was never able to fully overcome his bad offensive lines. And what the Bengals did is they chose not to focus on O-line right now because they drafted Joe Burrow, the best, arguably the best receiver in football from a talent standpoint. That dude's different. Okay? Like, there's weapons. He's got Mixon behind him. They focus there, and now you key in. You can comfortably say that the weapons offensively are there for Joe Burrow, and now you fortify the line. Yeah. I think I'm you comfortable do. with that. But Absolutely. I would, I would also say this about the Bengals situation. You got to remember, too, Joe Burrow, as good as he is, he's in the same conference with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. Like, he's fifth in that ranking right now to me. And if you want to say he's going to be back, like, so what, what do you think is more likely? Joe Burrow winning multiple Super Bowls? Or Joe Burrow never making it to a Super Bowl again. Probably never making it to a Super I Bowl. I think that's again. the more likely outcome. I like that. I agree. But I, I just, have to agree. I, I just, like it. I find it unbecoming to just predict that he'll never be back. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, he's played one full season of football. Yeah. This is his second year in the NFL, and he already did what he did this season. He's good. He's yeah. really, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's almost he's great. But he, he's great at <laughs> right now. I don't see all time. But I would take I would great. take Josh Allen, I would take Patrick Mahomes. Over Joe Burrow, if I had a football team. no doubt, yeah. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, there's a there's an argument with the Justin Herbert thing, but still, I don't know. We'll, we'll see on that. But I would also take Lamar Jackson, the guy who won an MVP with his best receiver being who? Yeah, Mark Andrews. Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood is not his best. His best. <laughs> if that's his best receiver, then you prove my point. Hey. He'll be the. Fourth. I don't care who he has. Sorry I'm to... about him. What he can do. Lamar I don't care who he Jackson? has. Lamar. Action Jackson. I'm a Lamar guy, but I mean, there's playoff arguments against him. But I'm a Lamar guy, and I never want to no go there. Playoff arguments against him. He doesn't have a number one receiver. He's know. never been. I think Stone's lying. I don't think he's a Lamar guy. You're, it doesn't you sound have to like be anti Lamar. You're Jackson. a phony Lamar guy. No, I'm not. What, bro? You're a quarterback. You're a quarterback. What right, and I can't Lamar stand. Jackson? I can't stand watching him play the position. It's nothing that we've ever seen before, and uh, he's creating a new thing. Because we have no receivers. Right. I mean, that's fair. Throw that's all fine who? and dandy. Throw it to who? That's all fine and dandy. Throw it to me and you. Oh, let's man. see when they let's fly out to one of these games. Let's fly out to Bmore and watch <laughs> oh, him play man. Cincy. Let's I've get seen out there. Lamar Jackson a lot of times take over games by himself. You know what's happening? I saw him lost to the Dolphins this year. Uh, yeah, well, the, the Bengals lost to the Jets. <laughs> At least the Dolphins had a winning record. 
the uh, football meatballs coming out of stone. Yes, yeah, it is. He can't handle the new age style of football. The running. He's like, what is he doing with it, the? It, why is he running with the ball? Running's phenomenal and everything, but it, but it, but it's it's making reads, it's progressions, it's footwork, it's all the things that you need to go Ooh. get to a Super Bowl and win Ooh. playoff it's games against teams the, with real Ooh. defenses. It's holding on to the ball too long. Holding onto the ball too long. Ooh, Classic we're talking stuff. About, we're Let's talking about Joe Burrow stone. right there. No, no, I'm talking about Lamar. Let's Getting sacked 19 times in the it's playoffs. It's simple stuff. It's simple stuff that when you need to go see an L.A. Rams defense, you don't have the goods for because Ooh, you can't play the You correct. don't have the goods because you don't have the receivers. Right, those are goods. Those yeah. are goods. Lamar you don't Jackson, have the goods. And Lamar Jackson won without it in spite of it. Don't, don't play with One me. What? Oh, man. Don't play with me. I love spicy quarterback takes from Stone. This is awesome. Yeah, that was The good. real Stone's coming out. It's coming it out right now. I think sometimes he tells us what we want to hear, <laughs> and then we get him to a point, and the real Stone comes out. Can't believe Ooh. he's going against a 5-6-1 guy. That's a treasure coast in him. That's a treasure coast. Ah, yeah, Maybe. he's got a little 7-7-2 seven, seven, yeah. in him. Oh, that's hot. Uh, Ken Levick alive. We were going to talk about Kevin Durant, but screw it. We'll do it tomorrow because <laughs> um, we need to get to more Super Bowl grading. We are grading the game. Not by numbers, by letters, like you're in school, A, B, C, D, F, okay? We are grading the Super Bowl game, and we've done the halftime show. What do you grade the game? What do you grade the halftime show? It is the first annual Ken Levick Alive Super Bowl Report Card Show. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Hey, by the way, let me tell you about Pat Lawler. Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. You're always going to grade him A because he has your back in any personal injury matter. We're talking slip and fall. We're talking automobile. We're talking boating. We're talking motorcycle. Anything where you feel you have been wronged, you have been injured, and you need compensation, Pat Lawler is the guy. And all the folks at Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, decades of trial experience, been there, done that, just like Matt Stafford. And you're going to get the ultimate reward. Pat Lawler and his team, they are going to have your back. They're one of the best in the business, period. Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. The consultation is free. Wanttolawyerup.com. Wanttolawyerup.com. That's Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. When we return, the Super Bowl commercials and the Super Bowl aesthetics as a whole were putting grades down. There was a lot to unpack from not only the commercials, but also what the hell was going on in and around SoFi Stadium yesterday. Mm. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LeVicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LeVicka. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Hey, uh, congratulations to Christina Costanza, Tina Home Team. Uh, she won't be here this week. She is honeymooning, I believe. She successfully got married Woo! to Scott on Saturday night. They both said yes. There were no tears of of sadness, no running away from the altar, no standing anybody up. They I said object- yes. They were there. No objections, yeah. I heard. Uh, they are successfully married. So congratulations to Tina and Scott. And uh, I'm sure you'll hear a lot about it uh, 4 o'clock today. Uh, Josh Cohen and the home team here on ESPN 106.3. Let's get back to class in session, shall we? Uh, it is the first annual Ken Levick Alive Super Bowl report card show. We have already graded out the game, and we have graded out halftime. For the game, let's just review the actual game. I said C-. I was just sort of meh 
on the whole thing, even if it was close because there weren't many big plays and it was just sort of there. Uh, Theo gives it a B. Uh, Stone said A minus. I loved it. As for halftime, A's across the board. A's across the board here, okay? So let's go to the commercials. Theo, is there one particular commercial that stood out to you where you're like, that is is absolutely perfect. What great marketing, exceptional production. I think the one that stood out the most to me that I can just recall off memory mm-hmm. was the Coinbase one. Okay. They, which was the QR code for yeah. anybody not uh, that just bounced around the screen <laughs> yeah. for 27 seconds. Uh, and yeah, that, that one stood a lot out of attention because it was patently ridiculous. Yeah. And, and it did what it was supposed to do. Didn't it like crash the app because yeah, so many but, people went to no, it? But here's the thing. You want people to go to this. This to me was the perfect synopsis of cryptocurrency is, hey, it feels like a good idea. QR code, hit the link and then it crashes and you don't have a ton to show for it. <laughs> and it bottoms out. Yeah. Like It was the perfect synopsis of cryptocurrency. It, it Yes. Did it draw people to the 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 website? Absolutely. It crashed the website, though, in like 10 seconds. Yeah. So people were just showing up to a crashed website. So great. And now we're talking about it. But for me, if I did that and wasted my time, I wouldn't be coming back to Coinbase. Yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. But that stood out because it was different. It stood out. That's the one thing I can say stood yeah. out to yeah. me for sure. And, and my girlfriend works in the ad department. Like, she works in that. So did she think it was? And she loved the commercial. So okay. I'll... And, in, in respect to her, because she's the expert in that regard, I'll give it a B plus because she loved the commercials and she okay. makes commercials. Okay. Okay. Uh, Stone, did anything stand out to you? I was a big fan, and I thought the you know the collaboration of celebrities slash athletes was awesome. It was the Michelob one in the bowling alley. I think we saw it once or twice. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. A couple times. Jimmy Butler and Peyton it. Manning. What a collab. Alex and then Morgan. Alex Serena Morgan. Williams. And then Serena had to come in. I was like, wow, this is like the B- Brooks Kepka. Was that Brooks Kepka? Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Saying, like, so let's I think talk that's about Brooks Kepka. Let's talk about it. It was hard to realize and, it. I mean, I knew it instantly. I don't know why I didn't name him first. I know, I, I know that. All right. We've worked with Michelob. I enjoy Michelob. We've I got love, some Michelob in the fridge. I love right now. Michelob. Michelob, Michelob Ultra. Guy, yeah. He is the front runner. He yeah, is the Michelob, Michelob guy. guy. Why did not? Yeah. Okay. Now, now, I I need to have I need to have a talk though with some of the people in the ad department at Michelob. Okay. And I'm I don't know anything from anything. I'm not a marketing expert. Okay. I just play one on radio sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I do sell product. It's part of what I it's part of what I do mm-hmm. as a a radio host. Brooks Kepka is not is not a household face in any way shape or form at all the only stone is, is reacting stone. what He's stone not. you watch golf religiously yeah. and you live in this area where brooks kepka is from so you just because golf nerd sports nerd yeah. stone labanowitz knows brooks kepka's face doesn't mean that anybody else in the country does. And it wasn't just Brooks Kepke's wearing a hat. Yeah, the hat was, I was like, I knew the face because I've interviewed yeah. him. I hate you guys. Yeah. But but it's true. Yeah. There, I cannot tell you how few people knew that that was Brooks Kepka, or even know who Brooks Kepka is. <laughs> like Brooks yeah. Kepka in the golf realm, that's sellable. If he was hawking some pings, hey, that's a great, great endorsement. Great job by Ping. But for Michael Balter to trot him out in a Super Bowl commercial without a nameplate, yeah. without any sort of, hey, there's golf's Brooks Kepka. And other just people- have his face. Yeah. That was that's a bad job. I would go to argue that if you're at like a charity event, 
Brooks Kepka is getting more eyes and handshakes than Alex Morgan would. Because we're no, 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 absolutely I would not. The break. Here or in L.A. Alex Morgan is is a is L.A. because he wanted yeah. to be L.A. L.A. New York, Chicago. Yeah. I guarantee you, ninety five percent of those people know who Alex Morgan. So is. you're telling me the guy from Grown Ups who was behind the counter at the bowling alley. With the, with the big eyes? The actor? The yeah. actor? Is he more a uh, household face than Brooks no idea. No idea. Yeah, no, he is. Because even my girlfriend was like, oh, yeah. I was like, who's that guy? I think he's an actor. She was like, yeah, he's an actor. We didn't know his name. But right. when, when Brooks Kepka was up there with no name tag, even though, like, even Peyton Manning had a thing that said Manning yeah. on his People shirt. People don't know who Brooks Kepka is. I was like, it took me a second. I'm like, uh, it, that's, I think that's Brooks Kepka. And she's like, who is Brooks Kepka? Yeah, right, exactly. And I said, uh, he's exactly. a golfer? I don't uh, know. <laughs> who is the, the guy from? Oh, Steve Buscemi? If you don't know who Steve, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi is, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, I didn't know his yeah. name, but I Steve knew his Buscemi face. is way more recognizable than Brooks Kepka. Yeah, so Michelob really dropped the ball on that. I thought <laughs> He's that not, was not a good idea. There's like one or there's like three or four golfers that you can just trot out there with no name tag. Tiger, Tiger, and Tiger. Right. <laughs> well, Phil Mickelson could get and away Phil, with it. Tiger and Phil. Um, is there anybody else in the golf world? Bryson DeChambeau's too just normal, even though he's big and bulky. Yeah. Uh, not current golfers. No, yeah. not current golfers. No, it's Tiger and Phil. It. Tiger, Tiger and Phil, Phil is it. Yeah. That is absolutely it. And like Bubba Watts? No, nah, nah, no. Understand. And Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas. Well, yeah, because he's, but he's, you know, no, he's not current. But, but not yeah. Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka looks like everyone who's at ER Bradley's <laughs> yeah, on Friday night. He has no he distinguishing fe- features. That's no. the problem. Like he's a bro. With a hat on. He's a he's a clematis bro. Yeah, no doubt. You can't put him in a national commercial and say, <laughs> ah, that'll that'll draw. No, nobody knows who Brooks Kepka is. So that was just that was rough. And then there's the only other commercial that I thought was worth anything was the Colin Jost commercial with uh, what's her face the actress that he's married to or oh, Scarlett Johansson. Johansson. Scarlett mm. where they have the Alexa baby. where they have the Alexa like, that, was, that was funny yeah. that was funny that was good good comedy haha <laughs> good times that was fine but overall I give the commercials a D Ooh, the little action figure one where it was really good editing and it was Marshawn Lynch and it was Peyton oh, Manning. Yeah, that, that was, was that's kick ass. Oh, you know, that was kind of good. That's that was awesome. You know, yeah. that's where we're at. That's our day and age. That was like that's an NFL commercial. Like I know. Like it was brand. so disappointing. They just showed the NFL yeah. logo. That was for the kids. I thought it was going to be like a new video game. I was yeah. like, is this the NFL 2K? I said out? that. Here comes the new EA. I, I, here's what I, that's exactly what I said. I thought, yeah, but no. Wasn't it was to just, be. It was just like, hey, we're the NFL. Right. And then like people put money on what the first commercial after kickoff is going to be in Toyota threw us for a loop yeah. because they ended up telling the story of a, a Canadian Paralympian with a neurological disorder, but we didn't know what it was <laughs> until all of a sudden, Toyota. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Yeah. There's money on that. Oh, my goodness. There is other. money on that. I thought Other was going to make me some money, and then it was an automobile commercial, and I realized <laughs> that the 28 seconds leading up to that was a complete lie. I love the story, yeah. but it made me not care about the story because I'm wondering what the hell the commercial is, <laughs> yeah. what yeah. the brand is, There's and, money I, on the and, line I, and I lost money on that, yeah. and then I, I'm not happy. America is with you. We're all with you. Yeah. Like, it was bad enough that they didn't bring it out on the kickoff. So I was, ta- I was saying they were going to take it out. It was a touchback for the first time in five years. Yeah. And then that. Yeah. And then that. I give the D. D to the commercials. Theo? I have to give it an A just because, again, my girlfriend said they were good. I, I zoned out on a couple, so personally it's probably like a C, D for me. But she liked them, so I'll okay. show up. A. Stone? I went B+. Plus. People, I enjoyed them. Man, you are Kanye really had easy a to cameo. Please. Kanye had like that cameo in like a McDonald's commercial or something like yeah, that. Yeah, let's get to Kanye when we come back <laughs> because he wore he wore what you buy a hamster in in the box from the pet store. He wore that on his face. 
last night. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that when we return. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. I tell you, the show we do off the air, it's just real talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's just real talk. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Temple of Troll in just a couple of minutes. Baseball is in the air. Spring training is hopefully on the verge in West Palm Beach. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Come see the Washington Nationals. The defending American League champion Houston Astros, they're preparing for for the baseball season, a return to the top of the standings potentially for both teams. Don't forget the Nationals. We're just a couple of seasons away from them uh, winning the uh, the World Series. A lot, a lot, a lot to expect if we can get this thing rolling. The Yankees, the Red Sox come through. The Braves come through in a World Series rematch against the Astros, including six days when the Mets are in West Palm at the ballpark, the Palm Beach. Single game tickets on sale. Tickets started only just $15, plus discounts for military and seniors. Visit ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Call 561-500-HITS to get your tickets today. Spring training baseball. Catch it live at my favorite place, the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. We're grading the game. We're grading halftime. We're grading commercials. I give the commercials, well, a D. A D. Now, Theo has been influenced by uh, by his significant other, so he's going with an A. Yeah, going with an A. And Stone just likes everything, so he said B. He <laughs> said B, right? <laughs> That's he, fair, yeah. I even though he was in a bar with like a thousand people and didn't get to really hear any of the commercials, <laughs> but he liked the pretty colors, so he says B. Uh, let's go to Eddie. Where is Eddie from, Stone? He's from Boynton Beach, baby. Eddie in Boynton. What's up, Eddie? Hey, fellas, how y'all doing today? Good, brother. Hey, good, man. Uh, you know, the, the, I like the commercials for a sense that, you know, the, I'm a movie buff. Okay. So there, there's always a lot of good uh, previews for movies that are going to come out soon. Uh, like The Batman is coming out, and, yeah. and there's a couple of others. But there was one real good, funny commercial that you guys didn't talk about. Um, the Uber Eats commercial, um, there, was the, the, there was a couple of them. There was, like, one prelu- precluding the other, precluding the other. But the first one was with uh, Jennifer Coolidge. I know you probably don't know her name, but that's Stifler's <laughs> mom from American Pie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she started, eat- she started eating the lipstick and started eating her blush. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I spit out my drink. That <laughs> made me laugh so much, man. The Uber Eats is a win. That's true. And it's funny. I don't know her name, and I only know her as Stifler's mom. So thank you, Eddie. I appreciate that. You are you are very accurate about that. Uh, we have to get to just the set aesthetics real quick. One, SoFi Stadium looked awesome. Oh, yeah. It, Amazing. It was a missed opportunity for the Rams not to wear their blue tops and the Bengals to wear their orange tops. That would have been the best color dynamic in the history of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Instead, the black and white was just sort of, okay, fine. Still the best helmet matchup of all time in my mind in Super Bowl history. Uh, you had LeBron there. You had Jennifer Lopez Ooh, there. LeBron with LeBron James fit. Yeah, you've we been raving about hard that. Hard stop on that. LeBron James had the fit of the night. He got one off. <laughs> that's that's heavy drip, and Joe Burrow should have called him up before the game. That's uh, all I'll say. By the way, LeBron is allowed to go enjoy himself, even if the Lakers are bad. Yeah. There was a lot of pushback on social media, because social media sucks, sucks, about him dancing and having fun. Oh, but the Lakers are ninth in the West. What's he... He doesn't need to go practice anything. <laughs> right. He's the only good thing about that team. <laughs> Shut up. 
idiots. Uh, and then there's there's Russell Wilson hobnobbing with Roger Goodell. Is anybody surprised with oh, that? I didn't even oh, catch weird. that. Corn Are you ball. serious? Oh, yeah, he's such a cornball. Cornball is right. The, that's so whack. I know. It, it totally what do you mean, why? It, it, it's not surprising. He's a teacher's Russell pet. Wilson, man. Yeah. He's, he's so teacher's wet. pet. That's what he is. That's what he is. Like, I, Would I be okay with him being the Dolphins quarterback? Sure. Yeah. Is that corny? For sure. Yeah. Then there's Kanye. Kanye was in attendance. You wouldn't have known, though. Because he, over his face, was wearing what you bring home when you buy a gerbil at the pet store. You know the box with the little pinpricks in it so the gerbil can breathe? That's what Kanye was wearing on his face. Uh. He is just off, man. His week consisted of beefing with Pete Davidson. Uh. Oh like a 12-year-old. He's still going, by the way. He posted something uh, today. Kanye, Kanye is, for anybody who's trying to take sides in Kanye versus Pete Davidson, <laughs> Kanye's in the wrong with all of it. I'm sorry. He's, that guy is, he's got problems. Uh, problems. Kanye's off. But Kanye was wearing a cloth covering on his face with little pinpricks in it so he could breathe. And maybe, see, I don't know. But what is Kanye doing? What is, what is Kanye doing? He's sitting there with A.B. in the stands with a bunch of holes in a mask covering his face. He, uh, so Kanye was the soundtrack to a lot of my youth mm-hmm. and a guy that I really did in the music game revere a lot, right? So it's sad to see him go out like this, but I am no longer putting my cape on for Kanye West. I don't defend any of his actions. I don't defend any of his social media posts, and I definitely don't defend him going out there dressed like a gerbil. You're right. <laughs> just it's not like going to happen. Just like a gerbil box. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and listen, with Kanye, I'm all for you feeling salty about a pale, weird-looking dude sleeping with your wife now, or your ex-wife now. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get you not feeling good about it. But you got to stop putting it out there, man. You're making yourself look real bad. And the court of public opinion is not on your side, dude. Sad boy season. It's not on your side. Tony is in West Palm. What's up, Tony? Look alive. What's going on, y'all? Talk to me. Let's be thankful. Let's be thankful that uh, Kanye didn't show up with, like, a mask of, like, Pete Davidson's face on Bro, it. Bro, I'm telling not, you. You know what I mean? Doesn't it feel like that's, like, on its way that this is going to end yeah. really badly? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going bad, man. You know what I mean? It's foul because, like, he's with a new shorty and he has an open relationship, but then he still wants to be with his old uh-huh. shorty. But, uh, you know what I mean? Shout out, shout out to the Rams. You know what I mean? Bengals did their thing. LaVica, you're doing your thing. Theo, you're doing your thing. Peace, y'all. Tony, appreciate you. Oh. Appreciate you. Uh, I want to make sure we get to Temple of Troll real quick, but I do want to, before we get that, just tell you about EDS Air Conditioning because EDS is, yes, uh, a lot of snowbirds, a lot of you are headed back north in a couple of weeks, headed back to New York, headed back to Canada, wherever you're coming from. You spend your winters down here. Do not leave with your AC questionable. Do not leave with your AC problematic, okay? Make sure you get that taken care of. You don't want to come back next fall and it doesn't work or it's on the fritz. Get it taken care of now. Maintenance now. Replace now. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDSAirConditioning.com. Be proactive, please. Don't make this a thing into the fall. Get it taken care of now. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. Family owned and operated. Stone, would it make you feel better if we move Temple of Troll to tomorrow with Theo? Let's get it in, Theo. All right, time now for the Temple of Troll. Congregation, it's time to hear the good word. 
He prays for your sports pain. Rocio then rejoices and preaches pettiness. Theo Dorsey is in his bully pulpit in the Temple of Troll. Theo, the floor is yours. Man, I I thought you read your Bible. I thought you opened it up and saw not to worship false idols, (laughs) not to worship that golden calf, you Israelite, and now you need Moses to come out here and save you. So I'll do that, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, number one for the Bengals. Before this game, you told the media that Joe Burrow is a god to you in the middle of Black History Month, (laughs) that Joe Burrow... (laughs) Who apparently transcends race, so maybe uh, he's a black guy. New York Times says he's actually black. <laughs> you told us that that was your God and you do whatever he tells you to do. So maybe that's why he ran out of bounds a little too early on that final drive and didn't get Evan McPherson in the field goal range. And maybe that's why the Bengals didn't go end up winning. You you worship false idols, that golden calf, right? right? And Joe Burrow came to the game looking like a cow. So it lines up, not golden, <laughs> not too golden. And Jamar Chase, that's why you want to tweet damn on Twitter after you lost. Yeah, yeah, you should have tweeted Joe Burrow damn, as in you know who damn, because you worship in the false idol, you worship Joe Burrow as your god. He told you where to go, and now you're going back to your couch. Ooh. Ringless, Ooh. ringless, Ooh. stop calling these dudes your god. Stop being Ooh. worshipers to false idols and listen to the good Lord. Open up your Bible. Theo Dorsey, let's go. He'll be back tomorrow. That was the Temple of Troll. <laughs> Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, Stone the Banner with Friday Night Lights. Big time show. I'm Ken LeVica. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.